Welcome back to Jedi Reading Order, Star Wars High Republic podcast. Today we're talking about Cataclysm. Join us as we continue this story. Hi, I'm CJ. I've got a voice, and this voice is here to say we were at chapter 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, and 24 for this week's episode. Yeah, we do it. <laughs> much for joining us. We do have some bad news about CJ. He's been actually, unfortunately, trapped in the Matrix. Yeah, he actually passed away, and this is an AI version of CJ. Chat GPT, GPT has entered the chat. CJ. GPT CJ. GPCJ. Yeah. Also, no. I will point out, CJ, it got significantly worse in terms of like your voice once we started recording, so that's just unlucky. My yeah. voice called down. <laughs> my audio or like my okay my actual voice kind of mostly the voice of, yeah <laughs> the audio wasn't it's great fine, before though. anyways but yeah the voice is significantly worse yeah uh, yeah a disclosure for the the listeners cj lost his voice so that's why he sounds a little hoarse right now yeah. speaking of horses did you know a horse walked into a bar you know the bartender told him <laughs> no them? god no you what ruined you it. i was gonna tell it he told him why the he asked him why the log fizz that's so crazy. Such a good one. Oh. I'm landing. What? That hey, was who are you? Yeah, we uh, got to do our what? intros. Wait, who are you? Oh, I'm Nathan, though. Who are you? Kill a bean. And you'll got you guys will instantly know CJ from this episode by just the hoarseness in his voice. <clears throat> Speaking of horses, <clears throat> just kidding. Uh, let's get into this. So we're halfway through the book at this point. So we thought we would do a chapter. More than half. Well, I mean, now we are, but chapter 18 was the halfway point, I believe. Gotcha. I believe. Maybe? I don't actually know. I'm waiting to find something like that. Yeah. So we thought that we would do eight chapters this week. So, but these, these chapters, we're getting some, getting some juice juice. I mean, the mother mommy is being, she's crazy, dude. Um, <clears throat> real mother, the Keong Greylark, she's kind of a G. Um, oh, yep. Pulled out the plans, but we'll get right mom. into that. We'll get we'll get right into the podcast. So, starting with chapter seventeen, it was kind of a kind of a sad, sadder chapter. We've got uh, Gela and or and Orin. They're on Dalna, and Axel was he just finished recording his message to. You know, lure his mother. Yeah, his mother. Um, his mother. Me. Yeah, to come to Dalna so the mother can, the path mother, evil mommy, could, uh, I guess we may as well just start calling him good mommy and bad mommy because that's probably <laughs> at this point. <clears throat> mm, bad but yeah, to lure her there, lure good mommy there so she can abuse her power and basically let the path of the open hand be a, uh, a superpower, a uh, what do they say in the, the actual movies? The ult- let the path of the open hand be the ultimate power in the universe. You know that's the that's the saying. That's it. If you got, if it. you know it, if you know it, you know it. I I know it. I know you do. But Alex and Landon are afraid of understanding the deep, deep lore of Episode Four. Cowards. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I love like a the, voice. I love the it's delivery so on that. Cowards. <laughs> great. Could be a character I, in the book. I, yeah. I, be a voice actor. I, I gotta be a voice actor. 
<laughs> you just have I to want... scream at the top of your lungs to get the voice of a single character. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like here, what I can you... see just pr- in the room doing like a normal line and then it gets to like the character that has to speak with like the horse voice and it just immediately just see here CJ just going ah just screaming in the background just tearing up his voice that'd be hilarious are, are you implying that I scream to get this voice because that's exactly I mean, what happened. I, I lose my voice by screaming a lot so yeah what do you just scream at do you scream for ice cream I, I, I always scream for ice cream. Landon don't you dare even think about finishing it the one way that I'm thinking <laughs> you scream, I scream. We all scream for ice cream. Yes. You know what, you know what I scream for? I scream for. God, please stop. You, you know what I scream for? I scream for a recap of these one. eight chapters that we read today. What do you mean? You don't want you didn't you didn't join the four idiots in a book club podcast, the Jedi reading order for banter, friendly banter, but before even getting halfway. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. What? Why are you here, Landon? Get out, get, get out of here. No, but it was kind of a sadder episode. It was it was like Gela and Orin's last ditch effort to you know sway Axel to actually be a good person instead yeah, of and to give it up, be like being his stupid yeah. self that he's been this whole book. He's been just trying to trying to stay one step ahead, but he really just isn't as in charge, large and in charge as he thinks he is. So he sends the message. They get in a little bit of a scuffle. And uh, you've got Bennett en- ending up killing Oren, which was kind of sad. Yep, he, was- he uses the poison glove. Yeah, that Big poison sad. glove. And he's kind of like about it, too. He's like, oh, surrender yourself and give up those lightsabers, Gela, and maybe I'll give him the antidote. And she's like, fine, fine. And then, you know, with like a little more sadness in her voice, of course. Yeah, not like, not like it's an inconvenience. Yeah, yeah. And then he does, and he's like, ah, didn't have an antidote anyways. Gotcha. <laughs> walks out of the room. So it was kind of rude. But w- there was a sweet little thing, though, with Axel, how he was holding on to Gela's lightsaber, just as like a memory token, kind of like how I-, I was relaying it, kind of how Kevmo did with, or Marta did with Kevmo's lightsaber. So that was kind of sweet. So that means that Gil is going to die. Because the That's Jedi. True. No, there, there was, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but in that conversation that they had before they dived into the path compound, Gil was like, uh, I feel like this is the last time that I'll ever see the outside or whatever. But, you know, it was obviously foreshadowing. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Orin. Scottish man dying. Orin Darga. Yeah, he he gone, and it's kind of sad because you know you can't go wrong with a an impractical Joker hanging out with you. Not like he's voice acted by an impractical Joker; that'd be hilarious. But you know, like Joe Gatto. Yeah, that would be actually kind of wild. I would be down for that. Um, but yeah, so that that chapter was really sad. It kind of kind of blew, but you know the message got sent. And then that takes us into chapter 18, where we get some more of the background on Chancellor Greylark. And she apparently used to do a lot of work with her hands. Something they kept like hammering down. Like, you know, now she's all in these meetings and stuff and doing all these higher up crazy things. She doesn't have to get her hands dirty anymore. Mm-hmm. It's kind of going for what's going to come late in later chapters. Um, so she receives the message from her son and she decides that she's going to go to Dalna. 
Um, little did we know at the time, there's a, a twist to the story that comes up later, I believe in chapter 20 or 21, something like that. But yeah, that was, that was a crazy twist, but we'll get eventually. Well, we're, we're going to do it in order. All right, never mind. I mean, we don't have to, I guess, if you don't want to. If, this, if, this, if you think it's a good time to talk about it, we can. No. No, this is a bad time. I have no voice. Maybe later on I'll have a voice. <laughs> oh, he's resting on his voice. <laughs> we'll keep moving on. But uh, there's like a there's a quick clip to Ada and Creighton running away from the compound, like being chased, and they're uh, they're still kind of coming off the effects of the slug dog, but they're they're getting back into it. But there's there's a lot of running away from Dalnan aggressors in these chapters, <laughs> but that's just mainly because all of our, all of our people are finally well, on. I love how I love how they're all called path members. That's just a weird name for like. The force that you're fighting, the path members. Like they can't think of anything better. Yeah. I don't like it. I also think that it's fine. There's not enough throwaway characters on the good side yet. So all the deaths that are happening are like just path members that like there's random citizens. Yeah. Yeah, like there's just random explosions apparently going off in like one of the one of the lines in one of the chapters was an explosion went off and a bunch of Path members were flying, or path member bodies were flying around like wet rag. Where are these explosions coming from? Like the jet set these off. Like what is happening? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's like bombing runs by somebody. Really? Well, no. There's no plane. There's no planes in the sky until. Oh, it's it's got to be Battle of Jet all over again. We're just there's there's these chapters just ending behind the scenes. Where at the end of every chapter, there's bomb a bomb. Yeah, every time. <laughs> well, yeah, and Creighton's here too, so he's like, no, wait, boom. Next chapter. <laughs> Time before the next Yo, explosion begins. Can can I be honest about this stupid slug dog thing? No. Like no. why why does like the <laughs> why does Ma, mommy milker talk about how bad this thing's gonna be and how it's gonna be the downfall of the Jedi? And the only time this thing ever shows up is in another room, and it just makes people scared, and then they run away. Like. You have all the well, they, well, they, like sacrifice stuff. You like to it too, you like, you have yeah. all the Jedi. All, there's like so many Jedi on Dolna right now. Just use the freaking thing. What what are you saving it for? Yeah, at but this like, point? she she wants to get like a she wants a full frontal like all the Jedi hey, against no. her. Like, she, well, her end goal was to use the Chancellor's part like uh, power to basically disband the Jedi, make them like enemy number one, kind of like what Palpatine successfully did, made them enemy number one, right? And then they, then her that, the, what? The Jedi are taking over. <laughs> Everything sounds way more wacky with your lost voice. It's so funny. I'm doing it. That'd be pretty funny. I'm sorry. Half the time you have no idea what he's saying. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, now I lost my train of thought. Oh, oh yeah. The the master plan of uh, evil mommy, mommy milkers, is she was she wanted to basically make the Jedi and enemy number one. So then she, what I'm assuming she thought was 
that they would say, oh my God, we're the Jedi. We have nothing left to lose. Let's take down the path. Cause she thinks they're, she thinks the Jedi are violent, like warmongers right, basically yeah. who just forced to get to their own means and stay in power with the Republic. So she was thinking that if they fell out with the Republic and they were enemy number one, that they would come and do like a full frontal, all the Jedi to take out the path, like a revenge kind of thing for some reason. I don't know why she thought this, but she doesn't know the Jedi, like us freaking nerds with podcasts about star Wars. <laughs> right. You are. Yeah. So I think that was her plan. So she was waiting for the slug dog to get out there as like a surprise so then when all the Jedi are there, it hinders all of their abilities and they all get wiped out at once. So it's like a, it's a, I don't know, obviously there's a lot of holes that can be poked in that plan, but I don't know. It's, it's something, I guess it's a better plan than what a lot of other criminal organizations have for taking down Jedi. So it's better than nothing. I'll say that much, but that's what I think was her plan. I don't know if that makes sense to you, Landon. No. No sense at all. Why Landon? Landon? Well, I, he, well, he asked about it uh, first. Okay. He asked why not to use the slug gotcha. dog, and that's my assumption of why she's the slug dog on the small Jedi, or the small amount of Jedi. I mean, there's a lot there, but it's not the full power of the Jedi Order. Well, there is a small Jedi there, too, right? Yeah, Sippa. I was thinking Yaddle. She's kind of going on me. Sippa, these nuts. Oh, oh that's true. Well, I guess Sippa is... Sippa... God. A minute. Fuck. All right, that's the end of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're going home. <laughs> no, but yeah. So that that's that's what I was thinking. But if you don't follow it, that's on you. So I understand, and I'm sure our listeners understand. Land is just a little IQ, smooth brain. Cook him. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna pull Landon really quick. <clears throat> anyway. So back to the book. <laughs> Beautiful transition. Is that a good segue? Uh, later in chapter 18, you get kind of grieving over, or well, not kind of, she is grieving over Oren. And she hears him joking in the, like, or like hears him say a joke or something like that. That's kind of like him in the afterlife, which I thought was kind of neat because. Because she even dismissed the idea of like, oh, it's just a myth that Jedi can become one with the Force and you can like commune with others even after death. So I thought that that was just like a neat little hint, but yeah, it's also fan service, so it's kind of disgusting. Are they going to have like a director's cut of Episode Nine where they have some <laughs> High Republic Jedi in there? I would, I'd be down to see it. They should just have like a whole segment of every single Jedi that we've ever heard of saying a single word to Ray and make like. How long was episode nine? Like two hours? Long enough. Two and a half even. Too long, honestly. Yeah, make it like three hours. Like a half hour scene of every single Jedi getting a piece in at Rey, just saying something to her. Um, what else happens in this chapter? I think... Oh, yes. Gela kind of realizes that Axel's gone, so his his like grip that he has on her like the oh i feel bad for him is fading away and she knows he's just too far gone at this point or so we think um but yeah so she after she clears her head and has like this nice little force moment where she like i said just kind of clears her thoughts and gets gets in the correct headspace that a jedi should be in 
she starts feeling everything that's going around her going on around like in the compound, like all the stress and anger, like they're prepping for a fight almost. And there's just a whole lot of just crazy energy going around. She's like, what, what? So, but then that's, that's the end of that chapter. So it was, it's kind of nice to see Gela just like developing as a Jedi. I mean, she's gone through some strife. She's been going through personal issues with like Axel. And I think it's, valuable for any jedi to go through like a temptation like that and to overcome it so true but i mean what knowing what i know now about some later chapters we'll see what happens when they're when they actually have a confrontation between gela and axel i'm looking forward to seeing that and seeing how they both i'm hoping axel doesn't absolutely fumble but we'll see that is yet to be probably will well i mean this is this is kind of skipping ahead but my guess would be he actually goes to, you know, Gela because he's gravely injured, and Gela's the only person that helps. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I, I think possibility. I don't want to spoil it, but I know I've got like a thing in here about his two plans at the very end of this last chapter. So it's not a spoiler. We've we've read all these chapters, and so have our listeners. Well, that's true, actually. Sure. Yeah, so. At the end of chapter 23, Axel, he kind of gets uh, gravely injured. Um, yeah, We're skipping a lot at this point, but he does end up get, getting gravely injured, and he has two goals because he, he's just kind of – he sets he hits a reset button on his life, and he's like, you know what? Screw it. I need to just shed this Axel Greylark facade I've been covering myself with and just be a man that I want to be, like, you know, like following his heart and stuff. So his first step is to live. And his second step is to skewer the winged beast. For those that don't know, that's a Black Ops One campaign. Uh, reference. Yeah. Yep. No, the second step is actually so that's that's kind of sweet that he's he's getting pulled between these things and he just keeps making the wrong decision. So hopefully he becomes the goat and makes a correct decision for once, going forward at least. But that's where we end up. That's where the end of the chapters are for what we've read so far. So chapter twenty-four. That is the last thing we see, and it, it's good cliffhanger. I'm looking forward to it. Can we just skip like six chapters? Well, yeah, but you guys want to talk about good. it, but we can we can hop back to what happens in the right. chapters. But I just wanted to talk about that because Axel's probably my favorite character. Yeah, it's, it's Axel. It's between Axel and Gela. Honestly, they're just they're very interesting characters, and they've got a lot going on. They've got a lot to them, so it makes true. What about what about yeah, any of this? Good background to this book. Okay, any of business. Yes, though. Yeah. Any- oh, yeah, I made a meme. <laughs> I say that now. I think of that meme that. Nope. I didn't make it. That was in our Discord. Our Discord was hopping. Somebody sent that meme. I don't even remember who said it. It's so far back. It's. Uh, if, you want to join, <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you want to join our Discord, you can reach any of us on Twitter and then ask for a Discord link and we'll get it to you. And those Twitters, we'll, we'll, we'll drop them here. It's at uh, Jedi Reading Order. That is yep. main uh, Twitter profile for this podcast. And you can follow our individual pod, our, our individual Twitters as well because we have individual podcasts. Um, ours is, or the one that me, Alex, and Landon run, is at Three Idiots Star Wars. And the one that CJ runs is at the Star Wars Skinny, right? Yeah. Yeah. Should I try to record a podcast with this voice? I think that would be do it for fun. Okay, do it. What should I talk about? Make sure you have like a really, uh, really bad connection 
in your in your car as well. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that will make well, it way more entertaining. I, I'm yeah. not in my car anymore, but is it still bad? No, it's fine. No, no your, it's your mic now. your mic sounds fine. Quite a now. bit better. Okay. I'll just I'll do a road show with this voice. <laughs> Uncontrolled. I'll make for a great an hour moment. before he records. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, that, okay, so after what was that? I said that was the plug-in. Now back to the podcast. Now let's get right back into the podcast. So like uh, we were talking about, we skipped ahead a lot to just talk about Axel's kind of the end of the chapters that we read. But hopping back to chapter 19, we get to see more of Cheryl, Enya, Business, and uh, Ziri doing their negotiations. And <laughs> I think it's funny that Fontu is on the ship. I mean, we don't know that at the point when we were first reading the chapter. But I like that he's on the, <laughs> the ship just yelling at Ziri, who he knows is like, he knows because he's in the ship that she's in the middle of negotiations and he's trying to be like this coach to her almost. And he starts yelling like, do you need an armed escort? <laughs> so, dude, just stop. Let her, let her figure this out. And then you can, <laughs> it's just so stupid. Cause I mean, Ziri can handle herself, but of course the neg- the negotiations go completely South. Yeah. I mean, guy- realistically, I don't think they were getting anywhere anyway. That guy was just a dick. No. Yeah, no, but they really fall off like hard. Yeah, no, he who's like, hey, turns off. Me to come out blasting, yeah, and the guy's like, "Bro, nah." So that that was kind of um, just really unfortunate that Fontu's kind of a dumbass, but you know he's he is kind of injured as well. So I mean, he got stabbed in the gut. Yeah, he's and, still yeah, yeah running around. Two characters injury. that got stabbed in the gut. Yeah, and by Binot too. Binot's just. He's just like, stabbing people. He's on a gut rampage. Yeah, and he's like force sensitive too. So this guy's just a Sith in, in the making. He's a bad man. Yeah, he's not a bad man. Very nice guy. Yeah, he's just a rude dude. Uh, but they they uh in the background, even when the guy's getting tilted, the the negotiator for the path is getting tilted about you know be- betrayal in bunny ears, bunny quotes. Uh, they notice there that at least uh, Cheryl and Enya notice through the force that there's like an altercation going on elsewhere on the planet. And they notice a couple other Jedi running and they're like, what? Wait, I thought we were the only Jedi here. You know, it's it's kind of funny that they're so the communication is just so piss poor between everybody. Yeah, so just nobody knows what's going on, which is. Yeah. Because right. I think there's like there's like three or four groups of Jedi. I believe there's Creighton and Ada. There's like this group of randos that are just like in the path compound, like in the basement of it, who end up getting pinned down or something. They can't help. You've got Yaddle and Sippa, and then you've got Cheryl and Enya, and they none of, and, and then you have Gela too. And none of them, none of them know that they're there. And it's so funny to me that it's just like how. Like Yoda told a bunch of the different people to go to Dalna, so you'd think that there would be some kind of. Also, you'd think they could like sense each knowledge. other. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I I agree. I think so. It's like the slug dog doesn't have that much of a, a reach, anyways, because like it's trapped in like a freaking room. That if you open the door, its essence, if you will, comes out and yeah. just 
Jedi feelings or whatever. It's just kind of weird. I don't know why they don't know. I mean, Yaddle noticed when they first landed. She's like, wait. Feels like there might be other Jedi here. But so and at that point we we knew who it was, being the readers, but I'm sure that would be really awkward when you see a bunch of different Jedi groups fighting for their lives and you're like, What what happened? <laughs> uh but yeah, so Enya loses her crystal for sure now. Uh, I'm sure she'll come across it again. So she's now fighting without her lightsaber, which is unfortunate. But I like I like a little candid moment between Cheryl and Enya where he's uh, he's like, a Jedi doesn't need a lightsaber to still be a Jedi. And he just like beats the crap out of somebody with his hands and then throws her a pike. And he's like, use this. <laughs> this is funny. Because it's like... And he is a child, and she's just like, all right, I guess I'll just beat people up with a stick. I don't think Enya is a child. Yeah, I think she just sounds like a child. Oh. I'm pretty sure she's supposed to be, like, 20-ish. late teens or something. Sipa, um, I think, is the only I'm pretty sure she's child. just a okay. young Jedi, like a not a fully graduated mm-hmm. Padawan. Okay. Yeah, so It's like Obi-Wan in episode like, one, almost. So. Like, he could, she could be that age. She's probably younger than that. Yeah, some, something like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Either way, she's still awesome. So. Yeah. We, we've completely turned on Enya. We we like her now. Well, she was annoying at first, but. Well, I just don't like her. I just don't like the voice acting. That was my only. Issue. Yeah, it's yeah. just the. I will say she's... it's better in this book, though. It was really bad in uh, the other one done by this guy. Is it the same? It's still Mark Thompson. I think so. I haven't listened. Yeah, to this no, one it's it's the same guys uh, who did the path of. Yeah, maybe he got feedback and realized it sucked. So. <laughs> well, like they also, he also changed uh, mommy milker's voice from southern lady to just how she. Yeah, that's true. Everything. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, getting back to the poor negotiations, the. How does Padme put it? Aggressive negotiations? Negotiations were short. Yeah. <laughs> you were right about one thing, Master. The negotiations were short. But, uh, yeah, so they were very short. And now there's a lot of fighting in Ziri and all of them. Uh, the two Jedi she's with, Cheryl and Enya, are fighting for their lives at this ambush. And <laughs> it's just like, it's it's just wild. There's a lot of back and forth between who's fighting who and they're just doing all these really cool flips and stuff. Ziri's just holding her own and everything. It's nice. Uh, nice to see. And then she actually gets kind of beaten up a little bit and she's about to get like killed or something. Like I think one of the path members is like, oh my god, I get to kill a princess. This is awesome. It's just shot like three times by Fon too. I don't know. <laughs> and then, you know, I don't like his voice for Ziri. That's not how, that's just how I don't. It's see. like like nasally and like whiny it's weird yeah but she's always like fun too and it's like no no she wouldn't sound like that so she still sound really thirsty <laughs> maybe she it's is from thirsty, thirsty planet she so used to she sound really to. thirsty <laughs> fun too i need water water <laughs> would be nice <laughs> i feel like i might be able to do that voice really well right now <laughs> oh yeah you definitely sound thirsty fun too <laughs> I, I don't know. That's all I got. That's good enough. I, <laughs> that's I all you need. That's vision. a lot of, that's like a majority of the words she speaks in this book is Fontu, Fontu, Fontu. Yeah. Asking about 
respond to. To be fair, they are married. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We'll all get there someday, and we'll be yelling our significant others' names a yes. lot. Yes, while we're fighting for a while we're fighting for a war between our two planets. Yeah, it'll happen. A boy can dream. <laughs> are you gonna date an alien princess? Hell yeah! Why not? Go kind of hard. I can't lie. <laughs> but they get there, so they're trying to escape now because they're like, "Well, we gotta get off this planet, otherwise we're gonna get overrun and die." Uh, so what they do is they head back to their ship, and it starts just getting just pelted by rockets, and it's getting blown up. So they have to make a quick exit to get to another uh, another ship. And thankfully, they run into, uh, I believe, Creighton and Ada. So they need to <laughs> they need to get to that ship. But then I think also Yaddle shows up, I believe. So eventually, all of our heroes are together, and they're all trying to get on this ship. And then they do, and they take off, and it, <laughs> it gets shot shot up so bad that it crash lands into the center of the compound. <laughs> So they have like zero ways off. And I'm pretty sure there's another part where uh, Yaddle's like, well, I still have my ship. And then she looks out the window. <laughs> there's an explosion in the woods. She's like, never mind. <laughs> this is what I could. You can almost see the disappointed look on Yaddle's face when she was saying that when you're reading through that. It's just so. so yeah, I was just like disappointed for <laughs> half the lines in the book. I know. Well, she's got she's to take care of Sippa. I mean, I wouldn't blame her. Yeah. I think she's my favorite yeah, part of the book. She is so funny. Yeah, I, I just love that line. That she's just sitting there. And she's like, "Well, we still have my ship." Looks, here's an explosion. Looks out the window. She's like, "Never mind." <sighs> Very like Clone Wars, like Anakin and Obi Wan, like humor. Yeah, yes. like half a ship. <laughs> <laughs> We're still flying half a ship. Yeah, no, it, it's <laughs> it's fine. I I do enjoy the banter between the characters. It it seems like what would definitely happen in a situation like if you're not able to joke about a life or death situation you're not going to have a good time when you're ending up dying so you gotta you gotta have a good sense of humor when you're in war that's what i'm just trying to that say might be that. the most deep quote you've said <laughs> wow, thank you when we all go to war with an inevitable space race that's trying to steal all of our water because we are theoretically wet planet and mars is dry planet that's true um, you bring up and the, the moon place. between our the moon between our worlds is the Earth's moon. Uh, when that happens, just be ready to make jokes when we're all getting shot down by Doesn't devil. Mars have moons as well. Whoa! Uh, what about? I'm gonna sound. I'm gonna sound. Moons. Okay, so we're not talking moon about. Moon. Gotcha. What some of the chapters in these books have been between Iram and Arena. It's been moon wars. They're like, wait, no, I want the moon. No, I want the moon. Oh, yeah, well, I'll move the moon off by a little bit, and then your oceans are screwed. I'm going like, to steal the moon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Bring Gru into We the are going to steal. Pause for effect. The moon. Beautiful. Nice. So great. Very well executed. Excellent delivery. Yeah. Rexcellent. Um, I gotta pull another landing. Anyways, um, <laughs> I pull the landing clause. Anyways, and just do a poor segue. <laughs> we do get uh, the most, uh, in my opinion, the most interesting thing that happens in this set of chapters 
and that's when Axel's hanging out with the mother, and the mother's like, "We got a message from Coruscant," and he's like, "Oh, I want Binot to see it too." So Binot comes in, and then uh, they watch the hollow that um, not evil mommy sends, and she's in like plain dress clothes and all that fun stuff. And Axel's like, "What is going on here?" And then she just goes and pulls a reverse Uno card right out of her back pocket. It's like, hey, I'm not the chancellor anymore. I'm coming as a mom. And the mother just loses her shit yeah, about it. She's like, they, I don't think they considered the fact that she could just do that and then their entire plan is just ruined. Yeah, like I said, there's a ton of plot. There's a ton of holes that you could easily poke into the mother's plan yeah. when I mentioned I, that. I think that just has to be due to the arrogance at this point where she thinks she's like untouched and that her yes. plans are perfect every time yes she's power tripping super hard yeah. so she's no emperor palpatine so she didn't see that future coming <clears throat> or but, is she? yeah so i really thought that was Somehow really the cool mother uh, has returned <laughs> so, what if palpatine and the mother are the same person i i've, I've wow i've read phase uh, phase one so i shouldn't say anything but oh uh, so it's confirmed yeah <laughs> Spoiler. So she's just like a, the emperor knew how to pass along his essence all along. He just chose a hot mommy that can do a, a lot of manipulation. But it isn't yep, the But is yeah, that's actually Palpatine's mom. That's why she's called the mother. Her real name is Sheev Mother. <laughs> okay, sounds about you're right. You're joking. Right, that's, that's cool. Good flow to it. <laughs> Sheev mother. <laughs> yeah. I like how that sounds. I like that a lot. But uh, yeah, now now after that hollow comes, uh, Axel is absolutely useless to the path, and Binot just enjoys that a ton. And Axel's like, <laughs> he's like the whole end of the chapter is just focused on. Axel just like losing his not losing his shit like he he stays like calm and collected the whole time but in the inside he is just breaking down he is like wait a second I am now the probability that I die is like very near 100% because and he was like trying to blame his mom but he finally came to terms with that the stuff that is happening to him is really his fault like he shouldn't have done any of this crazy Easy stuff in the first place and it's too bad it took this long to figure it out but you know hindsight's 2020 as they say they do be saying that yeah uh chapter 20 i kind of covered for the most part it's mainly um the yaddle line and them coming to pick up uh creighton ada Cheryl. Enya, Ziri, Fantu, all those guys, and then their ship gets shot down, and that's the end of that one. Which is a yeah, that's a that would be a tough situation to be in. And then like because basically Yaddle gives like a speech, like she's like, hey guys, so we're all gonna split up and, and just pray to God that reinforcements come. So and if that ain't the most botched battle plan I've ever heard, I don't know what would be. Yeah, this is um, like before the Jedi are actually like warriors and stuff too like they're not used to doing this kind of thing yeah, yeah they're, they're keepers they like true peace not soldiers yeah. like, like they haven't had to fight like yeah. a true like war like this ever probably 
Yeah. And I mean, even this is a pretty small scale yeah. war compared to yeah. what is to come in the future. Yeah. Old yeah. prediction right yeah. there. I wouldn't even call this a Star War. This is more like a Moon War, but we, I think we've already gone over this. Correct. It's like a Star Battle. Because if you win the battle, you win the war. That is true. Save the cheerleader, save the world. What? What? I got one thing for you. Um, win the war. <laughs> the ovarian win gunners. The war. Oh, the ovarian gunners. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the. I think it's Obisian or something like that, but close enough. It's just funny to say the other. Yeah, it's close enough. It starts with the same two letters. <clears throat> but hopping into chapter 21, so the, the back end of the four chapters, we'll try to get through these so you guys aren't just <laughs> drooling over how long this has been taking. Yeah, I love how we're going but, one by one. This is great. Hey, man, I want to give the breakdown. There's a lot breakdown. of... There's a couple it cool was things. a very juicy set of eight chapters it was yeah there's a there's a lot to talk yeah, it's about. been a very fast moving book and it's a like, terrible idea was it to do eight what a, what, a, what an idiot yeah god what an idiot no, was some a star say, wars podcast it, it was my yeah, someone say there's three of them <laughs> well i'm the idiot yeah. it's fine it, it happens idiot, so. you can't go wrong with more episode or more idiots yeah or, or more idiots. Our viewers are always uh, begging for more content. So, yeah, we had to yes. like we had to like block that kind of thing from the Discord. Like, if they say more content, we just like removed it because it's just it would just fill it up. We wanted more like unique things yeah. in there, so try to be more creative with your requests for more content because yeah. like we're just removing those posts. Yeah, we also got tired of seeing the comments about how hot all of us are. So we've been, yeah, those <laughs> will get blocked pretty quick. So stop doing that. Yeah. And also horses and bars are banned. So yep. yeah, that. only, I know only two people can make that joke here and it's not any of you guys in the discord. In your business. <laughs> That's another just great one. Um, do we have any predictions on what's going to happen now? We still have four chapters to get through, Land. Wait, you're capping. No, we only got through 20. <laughs> we got to do 21 through 24, but I can go fast. I'll just speed do a, a brief. Special speed So chapter edition. 21. Chapter 21. Binot and the rest of the path are now the path of the closed fist. <laughs> the path and because they're, you know, Cranking down their power. <clears throat> uh, Axel's being just thrown down these hallways by Binot. Binot's like bitch slapping him and everything. And he's like, you're nothing now, kid. Now you get to go, just go die as a grunt. You're not a high and mighty guy anymore. And Axel's like, this sucks. So then after sending Axel out into, to die with the grunts, he Binot goes to see, see Gela's cell. And she's like talking to him. He's like interested in what a way seeker is and, not having a master because he doesn't like taking orders from the mother, especially because the mother doesn't appreciate him. But Gela kind of takes this uh, semi heart to heart, if you will, not really, but she kind of takes this to kind of goad him into attacking her with her own lightsabers. Cause you know, he's trying to power trip and be like, I'm better than you. I'm out here. You're in there. I'm like, you know, you abuse the force. I just cut it down. So more of the story. She, just like getting into his head. He's getting really angry. He ignites the lightsaber, but she steps back and was like, yeah, gotcha. I thought she was going to like force pull the lightsabers through and then get out that way. But it would be cool. She just kind of was like, ha idiot. You missed me. 
Yeah, she's biding. Yeah, she's biding her time now. But she's got there's two new holes in the door that I'm assuming she's going to use to get out. We don't actually see her get out in the rest of this rest of these chapters. Uh, then we hop into chapter 22, and it mainly focuses on Ziri and Fon too. Uh, they stumble upon Enya's droid, Enya Business's droid, the little uh, what's his name, TG. Uh, so now. You know, like, there's a lot of fighting on the ground, and Ziri's like, well, we're useless down here. I'm a better pilot than anything else. So they make it to an airfield, and they find a really broken-down starfighter, and basically Ziri and the droid TG get to working on it right away. And uh, once they get the whole thing fixed up and everything, they're like, oh, boy, here we go. And they take off, and they start providing air support a little bit, but only the back cannon works, so they have to work together, which is kind of a it's a fun little weird honeymoon thing for them to go around just destroying that's kind of star warsy it's like yeah. in uh, force awakens like when finn gets like locked in a certain position or whatever and ray has to fly it a certain way yes yeah reminded me of that. no actually that's a really good yeah that's an, i didn't even recognize that but yeah that that is very similar there's a lot of parallels there that's a nice one i think that's what i'm here for yeah i would hope so <clears throat> uh so then, then we also get Yaddle and Sippa. Uh, Yaddle tells Sippa to hide in like this root cellar, and then Yaddle's <laughs> like, "All right, have fun, kid. Just stay here. Don't die." And she's like, "Oh, that's so boring." Then Yaddle runs off to join the fight. So then we hop into chapter twenty-three, where it's Ada fighting. Uh, this uh, everyone's fighting. Uh, you got dog. Yeah, everything's going on. It's crazy. Uh, reinforcements do actually arrive, which is kind of cool. And that really makes everybody on the path side kind of start freaking out, which you see a little later in the chapter. Uh, <laughs> the Jedi were complaining that the elderly that they were placing around were actually like effective too, which I thought was kind of funny. But basically with Ziri up in the air, uh, they need even more help. Like they need to get like the chancellors to know what's going on here. And so they, they tell Ziri, I think it's Creighton that tells Ziri to go like, just fly out, go to your planets or go somewhere and get the message out that we really need help here. The path is evil. If we can like get rid of them now, that would be best. Uh, so they're, they're gone now. You've got, oh gosh, what else even is going on? There's some more Benat. I like the um, there. I like the uh, the Chancellor stuff where Chancellor, or I guess ex Chancellor Greylark is like passing the the full duties on to Test Squid duties. Boy. The full duties on <laughs> <laughs> the, the Squid Boy. I thought it was a very cute scene of him like like stepping into the role of like the yes. Chancellor. I thought that was good. Yeah, it was. I, that was, yeah, that's towards the end of the chapters as well, where he's Ma, Chancellor Malo. Yeah, he's now the sole chancellor. I was going to say, wasn't there a part two where he was saying it's a trap? Yeah, there was actually. And it's kind of funny because they're both from the planet Moncala. Yeah, fan service. So yeah, I yeah. hate this book. Yeah, I actually hate that as well. So, but yeah, that, that was a nice little touch with Malo where he's like, you know what? Fine. I'll do it myself. Puts on the Thanos gauntlet and goes to fix the buoy. So it's pretty dope. <laughs> it's a good thing for him to kind of step out of the whole. He's kind of just, 
I don't know what it is. I feel like Malo's just been more of like a, a background chancellor for the most part because he's always on the frontier, but he's really stepping into the role and he's like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to tackle it. I'll get in there, get my hands dirty. Yeah, both the chancellors have been taking Ws. Yes, I would agree completely. Uh, Can't wait for next Chancellor's Day. Mm. For the Chancellor. That's some, that's, the some chancellor. Star Wars, that's some Star Wars skinny lore. I don't get to drop Star Wars skinny lore on this podcast very Yeah, often. we do a lot of three idiots lore, but I, not but skinny I, lore. Every uh, <laughs> President's Day, I record a Chancellor's Day episode. So that's next, awesome. Next President's Day. All oh, about so you have like notes. two episodes now of that. That's right. I haven't been doing this that long. But every every <laughs> President's Day that I've been podcasting. <laughs> okay, gotcha. And then I guess the last thing that really happens is uh Benat going out to fight. He because like the mother is nowhere to be found, which I find confusing. I don't know why the mother left. She's gotta be in space. Really? Yeah, but I thought she was going to stay down there for when the Jedi do their full assault and she can throw the slug dog at him unless she has like some premonition. I mean, probably have someone else because no, I'd imagine her as a handler. I think at this or, point, I think at this point, she's just, you know, using all these people to throw in his bodies, you know, and then they'll just, they're, they're just cannon fodder. And then she has a reason, you know, she's going to be like, wow, the Jedi invaded us. And then they killed everyone. Like, what's going on here? And maybe mm. she'll use that to try and swing the public perception of, you know, the the Jedi. Yeah, she's kind of getting into prediction stuff. That could be her. That could be her plan B now that she has lost the Chancellor's uh, power that she can't abuse. That would actually make a lot of sense, and that might be what she's doing now. And she'll wait strike with the Slug Dog at a later point. Probably in chapters 31 or 30, you know, somewhere towards the end of the book. Um, but yeah, Bennett, so Bennett was looking for the mother, but he kind of steps into the role now as like you said, Landon, for the cannon fodder. He's like the leader of the cannon fodder basically now. So he's just, he's going out there as the leader. He, he stumbles upon Axel. Axel's not having a good time whatsoever. He's like seeing people die around him. Um, but then Bennett, kind of takes a dark turn when one of the kids doesn't want to like fight anymore and he's just a kid he's like maybe not even 18 and he's like all right axel make yourself useful just kill this guy and axel's like no i'm gonna make a w take here and turns it on binot and uh it doesn't fire so <laughs> axel's like well i tried i guess and then as binot's about to like put the final blow and like a huge explosion goes off like right next to them and then Axel goes flying. He's almost, he's like at death's door with like a piece of shrapnel in his chest. And then as we talked about before, he gets up or he gets up and he has those two goals to first live and second find Gela. So that'll be a nice little reunion thing. Hopefully I think I actually not sure what Gela, how Gela is going to react. How do you guys think Gela is going to react when Axel comes up to her? You think she's going to be sympathetic or do you think she's, finally put him behind her and was putting herself first. Um, I don't know. I think she'll probably be like, uh, God, can she trust him again? I don't know. I feel I like know. she's I broken think she's... his trust so many times. Yeah. But I like, think she's he... herself if... first over at feeling bad for Axel. So we'll see how this goes. If he comes up to her with, you know, grave injuries on the verge of death, 
and you know he's gonna be like you're right i was wrong everything about these people are awful and i've made an awful mistake i just want to be a good person like i i don't know maybe gella would have fallen maybe not fallen for it, but maybe gella would have taken him for his word you know the last three times he's tried doing that but i don't know how yeah, when you she'll, she'll probably a help of times. Him, yeah, I don't know. I don't think she'll stick around with him, though. She'll probably help heal him up and then just be like, all right, dude, go make some good decisions and come find me in a couple of years. Maybe. I have no idea, though. I'm looking forward to seeing that confrontation, though. I want to see how Gilla handles this situation because she has kind of put him behind, but he's going to show up and she's going to be like, ah, shit, not again. <laughs> So it'll be kind of fun. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we'll see what the mother has in store next. I like your idea, Landon. I think that actually going forward would make the most sense for her to do. But if it's not, I'm very interested in seeing what she ends up doing. As far as for our heroes, though, uh, I'm not sure how they're going to get out. We're going to have to see Ziri and Fon too. I'm sure we'll have some more of them probably talk about their marriage a little bit more. Hopefully they come to some kind of resolution. Uh, they'll get some reinforcements, come back and hopefully save our uh, heroes before anyone. Yeah. Dies. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Arano and this kind of unites Arano and um, the other one. Iram. Iram. And uh, yeah. they take a aggressive assault on the path compound yeah. to end the book. That could yeah, that could be the reinforcements that they need. Uh, that would actually, yeah, that would be really nice to see, like a united front, finally, where they're like, oh my gosh, like they were trying, they were trying to, they made like a buttload of Clytobacter, and they're trying to blame Arano to pit against Iram. So it's like maybe they'll, they'll put aside their differences and be like, oh my gosh, we weren't really hating each other; we were being forced to hate each other. So. I think yeah, we, be, we were they were being manipulated we're by outside forces that they couldn't yes. see for some reason. Mm -hmm. So hopefully they see through all that crazy stuff and come to a, a nice resolution where they can actually work together. Because uh, CJ, correct me if I'm wrong, is this the last book of Phase Two? No, we have the next one more book. Next. There's one more. Okay, Vengeance. Okay. So I was about to say that might be that might be where this book leaves off. It might leave off with Iram and Arano on like a united front, and then Path of Vengeance might be the mother being like, "Oh my God, my plans fell apart. Time to go scorched earth." And then, yeah. So that'd be kind of neat. I think that might happen. I don't know. We'll find out next week when you guys tune in. And we'll be talking about yeah next week twenty five through twenty eight. Yep, next week we are talking about chapters twenty five to twenty eight. So you are not gonna want to miss that. We're getting towards the end of the book here, and it's, yeah, we it's, only this book has been really. Good. We only have two more readings left. So. Mm -hmm. And then you know, we did miss. Them. We we missed we missed Mother's <laughs> Day. That's true. Our That's two favorite like, mommies. Oh, evil mommy. She's a rude. Rude all the dude. good mommies and evil mommies, mommy milkers, all of the mommies. Happy Mother's Day. Except for Happy you, Mother's evil Day. mother. She's not really the mother of anyone, the Mother of the slug dog. That's, that we well, know of. to be fair, you could 
argue Yana is the mother because she had the of the slug dog. Well, like, she had the rod of seasons or whatever. Yeah, but the mother rods. The mother hatched her, and it, I think the slug dog has an imprint on her, kind of like a duck. You know, like little ducklets do. Yeah. The same. When when do you guys think we're gonna like learn the mother's backstory? Is that this book or will that be? Next one. Probably Path of Vengeance, I would assume. That feels like the right place for it. Yeah. They might dive really deep into her character towards like when she's about to die. Or when not not when she's about to die, but in that book. And then it'll lead to you understanding her, maybe. I don't know. She's kind of a whack job. But I don't yeah, know. We'll I, think, find- I think she's losing it and you're starting to see her lose it. Like she's yeah, being either sh- corrupted by the dark side and in the evil of the slug dog or yep. she's just like fully gone bonkers for i don't know yeah well in the first book like she always had like a face of resolve on she always like held her facade kind of the same with uh kyong Greylark. they kind of always held themselves to a higher standard of like uh presentation being like key and they always looked very calm and collected but towards the end of the the this book at least you've seen them both kind of break down that that wall like when the like when good mommy said that she renounced her chancellorship and you see the mother just lose it and she's like what like what did you do and she's like, really does has none of that and like everyone's really uneasy in the room when they see her like that so that like speaks to that she's really losing it but in Kyung's case, it's kind of a night. It's like they're kind of, they're uh, not parallel characters, but they're like complete opposites. I don't know what it's called in actual storytelling, but Kyung like breaks down that wall for a good reason, while Evil Mother breaks down that wall for a bad reason because she's going crazy. But it's kind of a nice little is, storytelling is, narrative. Is spoil the right word in storytelling? opposite characters are they called foils yes yes they're foils to each other yeah, yeah that's okay. what it's called good work i've never passed english class i actually <laughs> speak english so you don't speak english no no, no I'm, I'm, i don't speak japanese that's a uh, black Ops three. uh well thanks everyone for listening this week uh, uh, again thanks we'll for be, sticking with us for the full was, episode this was a long one start. Uh, we'll go back to regularly paced episodes next week. Um, so you guys are definitely going to want to tune in. And uh, you guys got any final words to say? Adios. If you guys are if you guys are sick of my voice, that sucks. Yeah, that's too bad. You can suck it. Yeah, I'm the only one that puts spark notes down. So I'm the only yeah, one that's like your voice. on in these chapters. Your voice? Your voice is the real problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you guys later.